Welcome to Challenging the Status Quo Podcast, Season 2, brought to you by Digital Savages, with your host, Amir Sabirovic. On the previous episode of Challenging the Status Quo, our guest and challenger was Benjamin Tallinn, and he challenges the status quo of the information industry. And here's a short part of our conversation. There are many people doing many things I really admire and I really see, and that's why I'm also a very lucky person, because I get to talk with these people, I get to exchange with these people, and even convince these people to be part of Be The Change. So that's usually one of the things. And the bigger idols, I mean, I already met some, for example, Richard Branson, uh, of course, um, Bill Gates would be also one of the, the favorites. Benjamin believes that truth usually is straightforward and it's fascinating how some people try to overcomplicate it. I hope you enjoyed his life journey. And now we can focus on our following guest. Hi, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Challenging the Status Quo. And today, my guest and challenger is Arjan Erkel, and he's challenging the status quo of personal freedom. Hi, Arjan. Awesome to have you on the show. Yes, I'm here. Thank you for having me. Hey, Arjan, uh, I know a bit about your story and your life journey, which is very impressive. Uh, but can you tell us what your background is and what your journey has been and how did you come to this uh, challenging the status quo of personal freedom. Yes, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm Arjen Erke from uh, the Netherlands, Rotterdam. Um, I, I'm a cultural anthropologist. And as a student, I went to work with uh, Doctors Without Borders uh, all over the world in Uganda, Sierra Leone, Tajikistan, Uzbekistan. And my final one was uh, working in in uh, Russia. And there I was kidnapped by, by uh, rebels, uh, radical Muslim fighters. They wanted to fight for a free Chechnya. Uh, so there was a big civil war in Russia. And for 20, men, 20 months, I was held hostage, um, which was a yeah quite a journey, as you can say. Um, yeah, my freedom was taken away. Uh, my, my, yeah, my basis yeah, changed um, from a director, having personnel, having a good life. Suddenly I was yeah, just a product. People wanted to have ransom uh, and I was waiting for other people to pay that ransom. So I was from an independent mind. I became a, a victim and a prisoner. And during the, this episode of 607 days, I've, yeah, I was fighting back to get my freedom. And during my kidnapping of course but also yeah getting home getting safe and getting a new life so that's why i'm challenging personal freedom i, I learned the hard way uh, what the importance of freedom can be and i want other people also to increase their freedom because i think freedom is really the basis for creativity for progress for happiness because uh, if you can choose if you have autonomy yeah, then you do the things you really want to do wow this is I have zillions questions for you. Uh, <laughs> so, so first of all, how does it feel to become a product where there is a price attached to? What's the yeah. first? What's the first feeling? It, it seems terrible. I get goosebumps just from thinking about it. Yes, of course. I, I like people. I, I like to be a human being. I, I think I'm quite respectful to other people's, and then suddenly. Yeah, people said, okay, we take you 
and with lots of force, they beat me up. There were guns. Uh, I, I really feared for my life. But then, yeah, they said, yeah, we just want to make money out of you. So uh, as long as you stay alive, that, that's good for us. So then, you know, okay, it's it's not about me, uh, the person and the human being, but it's about what I am, uh, the director of Doctors Without Borders. So in the beginning, it, it really felt bad. But then I had to accept actually that it was not against me personally. And because you think it is against you personally, lots of people when they're in a, in a, in a negative situation, they always think it's, it's personally driven by other yeah, factors. But most of the time, it's just a coincidence. And yeah, it took me like two, three weeks to accept that it's not against me personally, but that they just want to make money and that I have to change my own feeling of being a product into, yes, I'm a human being. They have to see me as a human being and then they will change their behavior because yeah, maybe they, they can develop some kind of empathy for me as a human being, because if I stay yeah, and if I call myself a product, yeah, then, then they will see me as a product. So you, you, you challenge this, the, the status quo of products. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Yeah, because I had to yeah, deal with people who didn't like my culture, who didn't like my background. Uh, and they told me it's not against you personally after some times. And I also had to challenge my own status quo because I also didn't like them. Yeah, because who likes their kidnappers? Definitely not in the beginning. And I also didn't like their culture, of course, because radical Islam is not something that I'm yeah, proud of or that I want to support. So I had to find the freedom in myself to look at them from another perspective. And I had to to open up their freedom and open up their curiosity and their empathy to look at me from a different perspective. How did you do this? Yeah, it was very difficult in the beginning, but I think it's it's to do with honor, with proud, with, with honesty, with empathy, with seeing the other people also as human beings. So how I did it was... was um, I think that one of the nicest examples is, is the, the movie Pulp Fiction. Have you seen the movie? One of my favorites. Yes, it's, it's one of my favorites as well. And when they kidnapped me, I was sitting in a car with a gun against my head and a gun against my heart. So I was really worried that maybe by accident the gun would blow off. Like in the movie Pulp Fiction, where, where John Travolta by accident shoots the guy and all the brains go all over the car. So when I was taken to a next group, because the guys who kidnapped me, they, they kept me for a week. And after a week, they said, they will hand you over to a new group. So this guy, the boss of the new group, asked me, yeah, how? Now, what happened? How did it go? I said, no, it looked a bit like Pulp Fiction because I fe feared for my life. He said, ah, oh, that's my favorite movie. And then we start talking about French fries with mayonnaise because there's a scene that the American gangster thinks what, what those Dutch people, they are crazy because they drown their, their French fries in mayonnaise. And so he asked me, do you really use mayonnaise in the Netherlands? I said, yeah, we do. And he said, okay, if you behave, then we'll buy you some mayonnaise every now and then. So that changed the whole perspective of, yeah, he's a bad, evil guy who will torture me or who will cut off my ears, cut off my fingers. And yeah, that, that made me realize, yeah, we have to find the common grounds of, of, of yeah, being human beings. Actually, you, 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 uh, you spoke from your feeling and they had, he had understanding for it. Yeah, definitely in the beginning, but it's difficult also even to trust your own feelings because 
no, you know, radical Muslims, they don't like homosexual people, for example. And, and they asked me, do you have homosexual friends? <laughs> so then what is the right answer? And, and because I didn't know them, there were guns pointed at me. And so it's also difficult to, to stay honest to yourself under pressure, of course. And they also wanted to, 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 to turn me into a Muslim. And I, I told them right away, which I think was quite risky, but I told them, no, I'm, I'm not going to change my religion because of pressure from you guys. And, and they actually respected that because they were also fighting for their own uh, religion and that I stood up for myself and my own background. So it's to do with respect, but also uh, I had to trust them, but they had to trust me. Uh, I had to, to, yeah, I didn't understand in the beginning, but they, of course, I was afraid of them. But then later I also found out that they are a little bit afraid of me because maybe I will escape and then they will lose $5 million and their bosses wouldn't like it. And they thought I was a spy. Uh, and maybe I was a hidden Rambo somewhere inside that I was really uh, yeah, going to kill them all when they didn't pay attention. So I had to show also that I, yes, more or less was harmless. How did you, how did this change, this this experience that you had, which was bad and good at the same time? You came to self-revelation, right? You mm -hmm. came to, so you had this, according to the societal norms, you had this awesome career. You was a director at um, Doctors Without Borders. You had your team and et cetera. How did this experience change your behavior in the here and now? Yep. I think the most important is that I found out lots of powers from within that I would not have <laughs> yeah, found if I was not kidnapped. And of, of course, it's about simple powers that everyone has, but not everyone uses it's like discipline for example i had to be disciplined to, to to stay in a structure all day so that i wouldn't harm myself by, by being indifferent to myself or not uh, cleaning myself or not eating well enough or not yeah, for a certain moment i got a book i read this book 15 times every day 60 pages so that's really structured discipline i did all kind of exercises to stay healthy to stay strong um and of course i can be different i could be disciplined before, but now I, I found out I'm even more disciplined if I want. Uh, I'm more structured. I'm, I'm more healthy. Uh, I can put more effort in trying to connect with people. Uh, I know for sure I have endurance. I know for sure I'm, I can be patient. Uh, I can be uh, strategic. So all the powers that I needed there to survive, um, I can use now to build my career, to, to work on my family, to work on, my, uh, on myself. And of course, I don't use it every day. I, I can't use these powers till the, till the full 100% every day, but at least I know I can stand up for myself. Uh, I can deal with difficulties. Um, if I am within a difficult situation, I don't have to be stressful. I, I knew, yeah, I didn't have much stress in my life, but I've been in a crisis for 607 days. Every day could be my last day. Um, and every day I had to do my best to make the best out of my situation. And that's cool that you have a focus, that you have a flow. Um, and, and yeah, I'm not happy that I was kidnapped um, because, because yeah, I could have done without, my family could have done without, but I'm happy that I found out all the, yeah, all this, capacities or, or this potential within myself that I can unlock any moment. 
and that's what I want to. That's why I want to challenge the personal freedom. Yeah. We don't need setbacks in our lives to discover ourselves. Take the time to discover yourself every day. Grow every day. Um, yeah, unlimit yourself. Do you think that our current society and the the way we have it here in the Western Hemisphere, we have it really, really good. Yeah, actually putting us on an autopilot and a routine that is slowly but certainly killing us. No, definitely, some people do. They, 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 they. If you're happy, it's okay to 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 be on an auto autopilot. But some people they don't have the power to to make the change, and and actually they're taken hostage by themselves. It can be in a financial situation, can be in a in the different uh, relationship, it can be in a different work. So, uh, and also, it, 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 we are not enough stimulated to really, yeah, take take the liberty to to take risks because we have lots of things to lose. If we, if we lose everything, people always think that they will lose everything, but they can always go back to their old life because they have shown already for their life and the lifespan, they've shown that they can do something. So if they change their career and they fail, they can always go back to the old situation. And, and I think we are maybe, maybe not killing ourselves, but we are limiting ourselves for sure. Yeah, I always... That's free all the potential, all the ideas we have. And it can be a simple idea like, I want to start a new bed and breakfast. If you start it, you might have the nicest bed and breakfast in the world and, and you have many clients. If Steve Jobs wouldn't think, hey, this iPhone is a good idea, uh, if he would have sit in his room and think like, yeah, I have this nice, nice iPhone, but no one wants to have it. Yeah, then we wouldn't have had this iPhone, for example. So people need to express, I, I always call it from thinking to acting. Thinking is okay, but if you don't act, then there won't be any change. Ideas without execution are worthless. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and, and when you translate this, because this is very interesting what you're saying, uh, that actually, if, if I get it from your story, so we're kind of driven by the material goods that are surrounding us. Mm -hmm. And this is why we accept the status quo. Yeah. Of, of of being captive or uh, taken hostage by ourselves, right? So yeah. our lifestyle takes a hostage of us. Okay. So <clears throat> when you compare yourself, you have been stripped of your humanity initially. Yeah. Then you have been stripped of all things that you would find normal in your life, starting from a cup of coffee. Uh, I don't know if you smoke, but yeah, to go into the toilet on my own. Yeah. How did you come to value? Did, did your did your values change due to this experience? Yeah, like values is a big big. Uh, I mean, your it? personal values, what you value. Do you do do you, maybe maybe a wrong question? Do you value the things that most people think they are normal in your life more after your experience? No, for example, gratitude changed completely. Um, of course, I've been working in, in countries with war and, and, and all kinds of disasters. So I knew already that we should be grateful for what we have. But for example, um, after my kidnapping, I have many thoughts about my kidnapping. Even if I don't want to have those thoughts, they come. Like I can sit on the toilet because for, for six months, people were standing behind me with guns when I went to the toilet. So sometimes I sit on the toilet and think, yeah, I'm so happy that I can go to the toilet on my own. And so then I already, instead of... Yes, shivering and thinking, oh, I hate my kidnapping and it's the worst episode and I'm, I'm in stress again. I think, yeah, hey, I'm happy that I can go to the toilet. I'm happy that I have running water. I'm happy that I can sit in the sun. So 
if you are happy with what you have, it doesn't mean that you're, you don't have an aim to have more or to, or to improve your life, but it gives you a basis of, of, of happiness, of trust, of confidence, and, and then, um, yeah, build on forward in a positive way instead of thinking, I don't have this, I'm not happy with my life. Um, and then, then you start to have a negative aura around you. So that that's for sure what one of the things changed. Um, no, then, of course, but I don't know if that's a value, but the value about my own capacities that has changed. Uh, so which, which, make my, my, which makes me more, uh, yeah, I have definitely more trust in myself than before, which is also cool because then I, I, I'm yeah, able to have more risk, to, to, to start new processes, uh, to change, like you said, to, to change the idea in, in, uh, yeah, in a process. So that, that, that definitely helps, but also that I can connect with people if I want, because sometimes it's always easy not to talk to people that we don't like or that we're not interested in, because it's easy to say bye, hi, move to the... Yeah. Keep them on a distance. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I can also make contact with, with, yeah, if I can make contact with my kidnappers who wanted to kill me if anything would go wrong, yeah, then I can also connect with people just <laughs> around me. So these kind of things, yeah, I don't know if it's all about value, but it's definitely about processes in life that, that are easier. One of, lots of people have difficulties uh, having difficult conversations or di discussing difficult topics for example i had to discuss uh if i if the kidnappers would put my body next to the road so that my parents could find my dead body so they wouldn't be in distress for the last rest of their life which is quite a difficult conversation and lots of people stay away from difficulties and i know yeah even yeah, a difficulty can be ch turned into maybe really into an opportunity. And, and uh, you have to get rid of the difficulties. If you have difficulties in life, try to yeah, clean them. But that's an interesting point. So what you're, what you're saying, I believe that uh, if you really want to be thankful, grateful, and actually appreciative towards the things, people, and everything in your life, you have to experience this stress moment, right? You have to have a scratch on your soul. So for, I, I, will, I will give you an example why I think so, um, Arian. Then get, it puts it in a perspective. Yeah. When I was a child, <clears throat> I experienced the um, war in uh, Yugoslavia yeah. and all the things that happened there. And there are, of course, various gradations, but no food, no warm water, no electricity, no security for your life, etc. all these kinds of things. And then when, when something bad happens, you're like, I'm really thankful and grateful for the things that I have. And if I'm locked down in a room because of the worldwide pandemic, well, at least there are no shells. I have warm water, I have food, uh, etc. So you can put everything in perspective because you can... You've experienced what bad is. I mean, on your scale of bad, right? There are always worse things, right? Uh, so my belief is that we need, as a person, to actually uh, level up in the spirituality or understanding of life. You need this stress moment. And hopefully nobody experienced it in that uh, that way but you have you have to have some point of reference oh, to a certain 
amount I will agree with you because sometimes I wish people also a, a, a little kidnapping so that they <laughs> <laughs> just experience it for a yeah. bit. But from the other side, I'm also quite optimistic that we don't need it. But yeah, I, I can't prove it. But but I think if we want to change our life, if you want to have a, a new start, you can start tomorrow and, and you can learn yourself to be for example, grateful. If you make a list every day uh, and you realize that you have, like you said, we have running water, we have the sun outside, we can still go out right, by yourself. But then maybe we put, have to put more empathy, empathy, uh, emphasis on it instead of taking it for granted. Because, yeah, and definitely in the West, if you're having a good position, yeah, you don't even realize that you have such a good position until you travel to India, for example. But if you stay inside, you don't meet people who are really poor. Or you, but, but what I think is a big, um, well, not a big danger, but what is a danger is that we are not able to deal with setbacks anymore and that we are completely stressed if something goes, yeah, outside of the status quo. We're light-feathered. <laughs> yeah, I think so. No, yeah, lots of people are, for sure. Or they think they are, and it takes them more time to, yes, recuperate uh, yeah, than if they would have accepted that, that yeah, negative experiences are part of life and that you're ready to cope with it. But it's an interesting one. I've heard, and I'm not an expert, but I've heard you have two, two ways of dealing with trauma. And it depends on you and your character. You have the post-traumatic stress syndrome, right? PTSS. Or you have the post-traumatic stress growth. Yeah, yeah. And I would say you experience, and probably I also experience the latter. So yeah, we that took that negativity, we turned it into positivity, and we use it as an engine to make us grow definitely i i agree but i, I so far i refuse to to agree that even a negative situation or a negative person cannot change himself i also had to learn for example and, and now you were maybe also although you were long, younger and maybe even more flexible but of course i i was already 32 and i was definitely in a negative situation i was in a I call it even my room, but it was just a cage of one and a half meter by two meter and one, 190 high. So, and then there were lots of insects. And in the beginning, I, I had to cry and, and I thought those insects are waiting for me and then they will kill me and then they will start eating me and no one is helping me in, in, in a bad mood. I, I was really left alone. I was, I was completely lonely, but I also thought, yeah, my, my, my colleagues are even forgetting about me or they pretend they are helping me, but that they are not helping me. But then I could also tell myself, no, my director is doing its best. Uh, those insects, they are also creatures created by maybe a higher being or by God. Um, let, let, let's be interested in, in things that I can discover. So of course, people have different characters, different, different backgrounds. But it takes time. And then again, it's this, this discipline, endurance to, to change yourself. If you don't take time enough to change, then yeah, that definitely you will stay yeah, the old person. But, but I think that we can change. Most people who are not sick or who don't miss certain hormones or, or uh, they, they can learn to change. There is, a, there is a saying that a healthy person has thousand wishes 
and a sick person just one. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe it's a nice one. What does he wish the sick person get better? Yeah, that's the only one. I mean, like really sick, right? Not not having a flu or something, but you know, like they're terminally ill. No, they, they, uh, when 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 I was kidnapped, sometimes I thought maybe it's better to be dead. And so I I, I I was thinking of the sick person. He wants clarity. And when I'm, because I, of course, you don't want to die even when you're sick. But um, lots of people, and even even I, they, they 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 don't like this. Yeah, hanging in between. And I was also, cool. Yeah, this is full of life. <laughs> depending on your doctor, or I was depending on people who wanted to pay ransom. Then then your autonomy is gone, and you're depending on other people, and you don't know the answer of the solution and, and people want to have, yeah, I don't know if clarity is the right word, but they want to well, have resolution. Yeah. It's always, it's, it's like floating around, not knowing whether you're going to drown or, or stay up. It's like, what was going to happen? So, yeah. so I think that's, that's probably like, let's end it with, okay, you, you want to kill me and then kill me and let's, yeah. <laughs> let's get it over with. Okay. It's yeah, enough. True, true, true. Uh, are there any regrets in your life? If you could advise your younger version, are there any regrets? Yeah, not, not so many. Of course, I, I've heard people, which which I wouldn't do again. Um, like like maybe I broke a heart of two or two, or and I broke my own heart by my own behavior. So so that's also not good. Um, yeah, sometimes I think maybe I, I should not have stepped out of the car when I was kidnapped. But that's that's that small. Things in general, I, I think I've quite a yeah. I, when I was almost dying, because every day could be the last, I thought of did I have a good life and and would have made many changes and well, not not so many. Let's let's put it that way. Of course, I can work harder every now and then. I can be nicer to my wife or my kids and these kind of things. But in general, I'm still quite nice to my wife, and I'm still quite. <laughs> I work hard enough, but if, yeah. But it's not like is there a big main thing that I would have done differently? Has it? And this this is a very odd question, but have you experienced a hilarious moment during your kidnapping? No, you for had? sure. I wrote a book about it, so so if people are interested, it's called Held Hostage. You can buy it on Amazon. But for example, um, one of the most interesting moments but also funny it was not hilarious but there was a tv and in the beginning they didn't have a generator so the, yeah, it was standing there useless and then they said if we buy a generator you will get your own tv and, and, and then they bought a generator but they said the tv is too expensive so why don't you come and sit with us on friday night it's friday night movie time on the russian tv so i was joining them which gave me also freedom to say, no, tonight I don't want to watch TV or during the movie, I could say, hey, I don't like this movie, so let me go back to my room. But then there, became a very, then, then there came a very interesting series about uh, yeah, criminal life of four guys in, in Moscow. It was called Brigada. So they had a, yeah, how do you call it, a team of, of, of four guys and that grew into a big Russian mafia dealing with weapons, with, with women, trafficking, with, with drugs. And every week it became more and more interesting to watch that one. And after 11 weeks, uh, I was really in the middle of that series. And every Wednesday, I, I was hoping that they would invite me. And then, then there were rumors that I 
was supposed to go home. And then I thought, yeah, but I want to see the end of the series. I said, please let me stay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So there were moments that I felt, yeah, safe and, and, yeah, yeah, at my place. And that that, that made me happy, of course, that you could, even under such bad yeah, circumstances, you can connect with people, you can connect with yourself, and you, f- you find f- freedom and peace in your own soul. That, that was really a great moment. That's a, that's a nice one. Like, I like this series so much. I just I just don't want to go home. I just want to finish it, and then you can send me off. <laughs> <laughs> For me, as a person, uh, uh, as, as a spectator, uh, it is funny. Yeah. <laughs> in this hard moment. It, <clears throat> Arian, it, it was awesome talking to you. Uh, we have we have come to the end of the podcast. And actually, what I would like you to do is to give your two cents. So when you summarize your life and your story, what is your key takeaway for our audience? Yeah, that's always difficult. But for people who are dealing with difficulties in their life, uh, I think one of my messages is don't let the past ruin your future. And so try to get uh, rid of all the negativities that have happened to you because otherwise uh, you're taking hostage by the negativity and you yeah, you just need to move on, find happiness again. And secondly, finding this freedom within yourself, it means that you have to uh, sometimes look at yourself. So do kind of inner, yeah, how do you call it? Um, this, this is retro, no, no, but sorry. And the second one is really every now and then uh, take some time to, to look at yourself, what you should do more and what you should do less in your life. And, and less is most probably the bad things and to, and to do more is the good things. Uh, and that's two main lessons. Uh, and then you will find that your freedom of doing the good things will, will be unlocked and, and you will increase your potential. I think that's a, that's a beautiful key takeaway. So for everybody that wants to read Arian's journey throughout kidnapping, it's what was the name of the book? Uh, Held Hostage. Held, Held Hostage on Amazon. You can get it. Arian, it was awesome talking to you. Thank you for sharing your journey and, uh, and the insights. And I wish you all the luck uh, further on. Yeah, Amir, thank you very much for having me and, and good luck with your show, of course. Thank you. And, and it's great. Uh, people won't see it, but it's great to see your happy smile on your face. That's, that's <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> Have an awesome one and enjoy the sun. Okay, thanks. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you very much for listening, dear ladies and gentlemen. That was Aryan Erkel. Next week, our guest and challenger of the status quo is Aviv Shalgi. And here's a short part of our conversation. Some folks are saying, take a like if you can afford it, take a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars, just throw it into as many coins as you can, and hopefully one of them would work out. But it's basically like filling the lottery or going to the casino. Are you curious about the rest of Avi's life's journey and how he challenges the status quo? Tune in next week. For now, this was Challenging the Status Quo podcast with your host, Amir Sabirovich. Stay safe and healthy, and until next week, ciao!